All right, last um, last team preview until the season starts. I guess technically the season starts this weekend, week zero, but um, we're going to have Sid break down Georgia Tech. Yeah, definitely uh, save the best for last, you know. <laughs> um, so starting off Monday night uh, at the Bend on uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, how do y'all feel about the Monday game? I mean, I'm kind of for it just because it gives me, like, opening weekend kind of can enjoy all the games without my day being ruined you know first day and then like reality Ooh. will set in monday night it's kind of like oh shit i gotta go to work tuesday and we got our ass kicked so this kind of sucks but um it's not terrible i, I like playing in the bins i we've played there on monday night when we played tennessee back in 2017 um it was a good atmosphere it was fun so i think there'll be some good college football that weekend but I think it also gives us a little bit more time to prep. Um, like we're still kind of in camp mode right now. We've not even really moved into Clemson mode because uh, we have we're altering the schedule coming that week. So, um, I mean, I don't really know how y'all want to go about this. Y'all just want to ask me some questions and we go from there. Or do y'all just? Uh, yeah, you know? we can. We can just we can ask questions. Um, obviously, probably the biggest thing that happened to Georgia Tech last season, or I guess at the end of last season, was um, Jameer Gibbs leaving, going to Alabama. Um, so we know who the Too quarterback soon. we know who the Too quarterback soon. is going to be, but who who's going to be the starting running back? Um, starting running back will definitely be Dante. Uh, he's put on a little weight, got a little faster, supposedly. I think he's just trying to get to where he can take a larger uh, role in the offense and take more carries. Because, I mean, the past two years, he's really just been kind of one of those, like, uh, breather guys where you throw him in there and he's some fresh legs. And, I mean, he's really just been so explosive in that role. So I'm interested to see how he takes on the, the every down back. Um, Dylan McDuffie is kind of right behind him, I think. He was transferred from Buffalo. New Mike Daniels coming in um, when he, from when he coached there. Um, he's supposedly – been one of those guys that will be able to take some of the uh the load at running back and then obviously Hassan Hall will be kind of like you know your uh back that you use it out of the backfield a lot and um just a different kind of back so we got a kind of three-headed monster I think that's gonna share the workload as opposed to having Jameer get you know 70 percent of the carries and then Dante and Jordan Mason spilling them here and there so It'll be different, but I'm comfortable with having Dante at running back. I think he's really, really good. Like I said, I think outside of Clemson and their running back situation, I think he could just about start anywhere in the ACC, um, maybe Miami, something like that. But I think he's a really good back. So um, as bad as it sucks losing Jameer, I think we'll be okay at yeah. running back. Yeah, I think uh, I think last year at times it was hard to – I mean, Jameer Gibbs is obviously like a generational talent at running back, I think at least. It was hard to get him going on the ground sometimes because y'all didn't really have much of a, a passing attack. So who who's going to be out wide this this year? So I think starting out, um, Leo Blackburn is going to be still not 100%, not going to be back in time. So we'll probably have Malachi out there again if he can get more consistent. I mean, he made some really nice plays last year and he's, He's here and there. He I mean he shows up, but then there's just time where he has drops and is not consistent. Um, EJ Jenkins obviously is going to be a huge target for him. Oh yeah, that dude is massive. Um, and then at tight end, I think 
not to move outside the receiver position, but tight end Luke Benson has been turning heads, which is nice uh, to have a threat at tight end. Um, Dylan Leonard, I think, was going to have a good year, but he's been dinged up in camp. Apparently he had a somewhat significant injury, so I don't know when he'll be back. But um, And then in the slot, you'll have a lot of Jamal Haynes and Malik Rutherford, two little little guys that can just scoot, can really fly. Um, I think out wide, you still need another guy to step up. Ryan King out of Grayson has been apparently looking really good in camp. And then also Avery Boyd has just been battling injuries his whole career here, two significant injuries, but looks like a freak and was supposed to be the dude last year just before he got hurt. So I'm hoping we can get some production out of him. But at wide receiver, it's really just looking for that third guy to step up. If that's Leo, if he gets healthy, that'd be great. Um, that, would, that would probably be the ideal scenario. Yeah, that would definitely be ideal if you could run in three guys of Malachi, EJ, and uh, Leo out there. I, and then Luke Benson <laughs> at tight end. I'm really not sure which one you choose to cover. Cause, a basketball team out there. Yeah. Um, so, and then if you can run two of those guys maybe and then run like an Avery Boyd out there who runs up just blazing uh, 40. I mean, he's fast as shit. Uh, can take the uh, – the hits across the middle and stuff, he'd be a good target. And then, you know, the slot is going to be interesting. I think we don't, we're not going to mix and match a lot. I think we're going to have speed and a lot of size, but not on the field at the same time for whatever reason. It's kind of the reports we've been getting, but at a minimum, we'll have a tight end on the field at all time. That's just how Chip Long's offense is. So um, we'll have some two tight end packages. Him, apparently PJ Harris has been, looking really good as the backup tight end. He moved from receiver, got a little thicker, and has been looking good at tight end. So Luke Benson, and he'll, he'll be uh, – P.J. will play more of a tight end plus H-back role in that offense. So receiver-wise, I think, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll definitely be better than last year where we just really didn't have anybody besides Malachi to go and get the ball. So Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Sam, what you got? I'm just I'm curious about the new guys. Um, give me a uh, freshman that's going to make the biggest impact, offense and defense. Hmm. Freshman, that's a that's a really good question. Apparently, Horace Lockett, the four-star defensive lineman that is just the size of a refrigerator, um, has been really coming on in camp and in, into camp, and is starting to finally get some some significant reps in practice where he's showing up like this dude could be really good. So I think at defensive line, we need that help there because you have Zeke Biggers. Um, Noah Collins has really been coming along, but you need you need a younger guy, especially just some size up front to come out there and um, show that they can really give you something worthwhile. Um, offensively, I don't know if there will be many freshmen out there, to be honest with you. Um, definitely not on offensive line. Um, and not at quarterback or receiver. So that's going to be interesting. I'd have to search a little bit more to see if there's going to be some production out of an offensive player. Um, because, I mean, well, is, there, really, is there one that you're most excited about, even if there's one that may or may not see the field as much this year? Ah, that's a tough one. Size about. I mean, not, not that I've heard. I mean, this, this last class, it's not that it was bad. It's just, you know, with the tough ending, it really was just kind of one of those things where it was um, – we got 
we didn't have just a ton of guys. I was like that. And we didn't have a Jameer Gibbs in the class or someone like that. So if I go and look at the class, I mean, you'll have to give me a second, but I just uh, thinking about the, uh, the running back that was on, um, Jesus Christ. He, they played for state. Uh, Langston, uh, Langston, Hughes yeah, Langston Hughes. Yeah. I can't remember so, his name. He's on the same team as Bo Hewley and they have a good safety Terrence Love for this class. Yeah, so I'm actually pulling the class up right now just because it's uh, it's been a minute since I thought about it. But um, Antonio Martin, a running back. Yeah, Antonio Martin. Um, uh, I will say Clayton Powell Lee, which seems surprising looking at his rating there, but apparently he's looked really good um, in the secondary. He's going to probably get some snaps here and there just to take some of the, the low share because the secondary is going to try to take more reps. We've really not rotated a lot. Uh, the past couple of years, and I think that's been a big issue. So we're going to rotate some guys. And Clayton Powell Lee, um, his dad actually played at Tech a while a while back. He's been going to get some some reps. And then, um, oh, I for, completely forgot about DJ Moore from um, Archer. Was, yeah, from Archer. He's going to get some reps at receiver. Is that the so same one that's on the Panthers? Yes, it's yeah. the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, him and then maybe Kyle Eford. I think he'll probably get some reps at linebacker just because we need guys to rotate. Um, and he's kind of one of those guys that his body's probably a little bit more ready to go. I mean, he was just one of those guys that was just just pretty damn thick for a senior in high school. So Also incredibly uh, productive. Incredibly pro- on both sides of the ball. So, so, so not yeah, to hop on this, but I'm also curious about Pyron at quarterback, if he's gotten any run. So he's been getting some run. He he broke his thumb, I believe, in spring. So this camp is, this camp has been more about him just, you know, getting some reps in, getting the, used to the speed and everything. And obviously it's not game speed, but still, I mean, practice has levels, different different athletes on the field. So um, but apparently he's looked good. He's sitting solid at number three, close to number two with uh uh Zach I came Zach Gibson from Akron. Apparently, he looks pretty decent. He looks like it's definitely an upgrade at backup from Jordan Yates. No offense to Jordan Yates, but definitely not as limited there. Um, but they say Zach looks pretty good, Zach Pyron. Um, I'm definitely excited to see him. And then a distant, distant fourth would be Tyson. <laughs> Apparently, he boy, just struggling out there. So, hadn't played football in a minute, but still. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of like Stevie Wonder. Oh yeah, yeah. Drop yeah, back, throw it up, pray. I think I was excited to see a new kicker. That Aiden Burr was supposed to be pretty good, but he tore his ACL. So I mean, that's just right on par with us. So, um, and then I think, I think Jalen Marshall, also kid out of Florida, south of South Florida, he's supposed to be getting some significant reps this this upcoming fall in that defensive back rotation. So the depth is much better there from um, underclassmen to upperclassmen, which is solid. So, but yeah, so that's it for the freshmen, really. I mean, there's not a whole lot of guys that can step in and just play right away. That's good and bad, though. Yeah, I mean, it says something, especially – we're not playing freshman offensive line. 
which is great. I guess I can talk about that for a second. But offensive line, depth yeah, we're is, already there. Let's. You got some transfers up there, and they, much, they. I mean, they're probably the reason Jameer left. So, them boys need to get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, other than the fact that I think losing was really tough on Jameer, I think he didn't handle that well because, I mean, the kids probably didn't lose many games from the time he was a middle schooler till he got to Tech, but. Um, so we had initially moved Jordan Williams to left tackle just because that's the most important. He had the most experience, but I think it was kind of a lot for him to learn the left tackle position. And then Corey Robinson from Kansas was kind of one of the guys we were going to bring in as a guard and he stepped into tackle. And apparently he's just been phenomenal at left tackle. Um, probably the left, best left tackle we've had on campus since key has been there is what they're saying. So that would be huge because if we could keep Jordan Williams at right tackle and Corey at left tackle, at least our tackle position would be pretty damn solid because Jordan Williams is pretty damn good. He makes some mental mistakes here and there, but he's a, he's a big boy and has good technique. Um, kind of one of those guys that came in as with the size and uh, Brent just kind of developed. So I think more of the questions at interior, Weston Frankel will definitely be the center. Apparently he's come a long ways. I mean, he was thrown into the damn fire last year uh, when we were down two centers and he had to play and he was just getting manhandled. You could tell he wasn't ready to be on the field, but I think that was kind of, honestly, if you could, you know, take the uh, the hits then and just, you know, grunt through it, then it kind of got him some valuable reps and got him used to that, that speed. So um, I think we'll be good at center and tackles and the guards are just going to have to fill in from there. They'll have what um, uh, Pierce Quick from Alabama. He's been injured, but he's trying to uh, get back healthy, but he's been playing a lot. I think he might take the right guard spot. And then um, Paula Vipulu, he's a sophomore, junior. He played last year a little bit. He's Taken, taken on the left guard spot pretty well. And then I think Paul Tio's behind him. Um, he's also coming back from surgery, so it's been kind of slow for him to come back, but he's not a starter as of now. And then there's one guy that's a walk-on, which you say that's not good, a walk-on, but he has actually looked pretty damn good. Uh, even Brent Key said that. So I think he'll kind of be in the rotation if we have some guys that are injured. But the biggest thing is now if we have a guy that goes injured, we have guys that we can at least throw on the field. We don't have guys that you're like, holy shit, this guy's playing football. Um, so which is huge so I definitely think we'll be in a better situation and then like young guys that we've been developing wing green is supposed to be right there I mean he's always had the size and prototypical size for a left tackle but the experience wasn't there but I think some time in the strength and training program and then under key has been huge so we got some depth at left tackle there um so yeah just we brought in some guys that we really needed to on offensive line, and I think we've come a long way. So the depth is just huge to have. I think that's probably the biggest difference. We're not going to be in game five of the year with two guys that started the season and three guys that we had no idea who they were when the season started. So Yeah, it's never, it's never good, especially in the trenches when you have a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, and I think, I think it's going to help. With Chip Long's offense, I mean, he his offense is built around protecting the quarterback. Um, runs a lot of dual tight ends, um, just a lot of different formations and packages. But 
really harp on protecting the quarterback and getting the ball out quick at different times and stuff like that. So be a lot more creative and a lot more built for us to succeed instead of running a balanced offense that is a cookie cutter offense trying to, you know, put some guys, some, some pegs into a round hole. If you know, if, if that makes sense, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. I, I mean, you gotta, you gotta play personnel at some point. Yeah. So I think they realize that. And then also, I mean, just adding uh wine key, um, as quarterback coach has been apparently huge for Jeff. Um, apparently he looks a lot more poised, a lot more serious in the pocket. His footwork's a lot better. Doesn't look like that high school freshman coming onto the field still, which would be huge because y'all know how frustrated I would get. How sometimes I'd say he looks like you couldn't give a shit if he was out there or not. He just looks so sloppy. So I think he's finally we've finally gotten someone that's going to at least do some developing of quarterback, which would be nice. And then it sounds weird, to be honest, but Jim Chaney apparently is helping a lot when it comes to just being like eyes in the sky up in the box and doing – I mean, we have no quality control coaches. Like, I think we're last in the ACC or close to last. And finally adding some of those guys to, you know, run tendencies and scout, you know, weeks ahead and prepare, I think, is also going to be a big difference because we've not had that in the past. So, um wouldn't necessarily want him calling plays, but it'll be nice to at least have someone that's been in the game that long and all turns the offense and knows Chip Long that well and all that. So I think that's Is there an elevator up to the box? Yeah, I, I don't know. I heard, I, heard, I heard at Mercedes they were going to put him on the little Skylift thing and put his ass up there. But <laughs> They'll take him off one of the trolleys going up to Stone Mountain. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do as long as they get his dust up there. He may, he, may, he may have to be eyes on the ground, not in the sky. He may just have to stay down there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We did oh, beef, but we digress. We did beef up the uh, on-campus uh, food court for my guy when he showed up to campus. So. Had to make sure we were well prepared. Now that's caution to that. But, yeah, I don't know. Looking forward to it, I guess. Um, I guess I haven't really talked about defense. So uh, we're going to have like a six-man rotation at linebacker, I think. All three guys, as in um, Trenelius Tatum, Ace, which we'll see about Favorite him. player. Yeah, and, and, then, uh, and then Charlie Thomas. They can all play both all three linebacker positions on the field. So those guys will kind of rotate. I think really um, – I think Trenelius will stay at that mic position. He's kind of stepped into that role, playing in the middle of the field, kind of being the, the ringleader out there. Um, he's definitely our best linebacker as of right now. And then you'll have guys like Demetrius Knight, which is apparently has gotten pretty – he's gotten better. Tyson Miguez is coming back from torn ACL. But, I mean, all the – all this, the uh, the size, athleticism, all that kind of stuff is there. We just got to keep them healthy and get them out of the field. It'd be huge to have some athleticism at the linebacker position. Um, and then as for secondary, we have obviously Tavares Tillman, the coach. Everybody's supposed to be more on the same page. I think that was a big issue last year, having two secondary coaches. The guys are on the same page, just more busted coverages than I've ever seen. So um, we'll have Zamari Walton is probably the best cover corner. Dude's always – he was solid last year. He was probably the only bright spot of the secondary. 
Um, Kenyatta Watson's come a long way, transferred from Texas. Um, and then Kenny Bennett, uh, he's a transfer from, I can't remember where, but apparently he's looked really good this fall. And then Miles Sims is taking the other cornerback position. Uh, as for safety, I can see Jalen King getting the start. Uh, apparently he's looked pretty good with the new coach. Uh, nice catch, Ronald. And uh, sorry, my boy Ronald just made a nice catch on the morning track. But um, so secondary will be a lot better, I think, uh, at least if the guys are on the same page. We won't have the massive coverage breakdowns. And um, also, Lamile Sims, I think, will get a lot more playing time, which he's, you know, a nice body to have out there if we if he can play well cover well it'd be a nice addition to have in secondary so yeah i think secondary would be much improved you got anything else sam or do we want to move into the schedule i think we kind of hit the high points right yeah but yeah let's let's go into the schedule Mm. Game one, Clemson, we already talked about that a little bit on a Monday, 8 p.m., September 5th. Kind of weird. That expressed then, uh, enormous confidence there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, do I think we'll get beat 51 to 7 again? No. If we do, I mean. We, do, do we might not score 51 points the whole season. I mean, yeah, that helps. But it's going to be like I, th- 3 nothing. Is it going to be fourteen to six again, like last year, <laughs> where we get to the three yard line and can't can't score? Honestly, I think so. Uh, I mean, let's uh, shit. It's I mean, going to be a pillow. I would have I would have liked to seen us with Jeff Sims last year. I mean, granted, he probably would have turned the ball over more, <laughs> and maybe given up a touchdown the wrong way. But I would have liked to seen if we could have done something more with the offense other than Jordan Yates getting thrown around like a little rag doll out there. But he got um, hip tossed more than once. Yeah. But um yeah, so I mean I'm not gonna sit there and say that I mean it's a for sure we lose, but I think it's as close as you can get other than on the schedule other than Georgia for a for sure loss. So definitely be Georgia though. Then you yeah, got a sure. you got a five day break until your next game the next Saturday. That's kind of I wonder how the guys will do with that, just a five-day break. Anyways, Western Carolina probably should be a win, I assume. I don't really know anything about Western Carolina, but. I mean, I don't I don't know anything about Western Carolina either, but if that one's a loss, then I think Jeff has to be gone the next day. <laughs> I, honestly, probably that night and our athletic, and our athletic director. So. Um, and then we got Ole Miss the next week. Tough one. That one's tough. I mean, it's it's a real uh, tough. OC yeah, who who schedule. put this schedule together? That's what I want to know, dude. Our dumbass athletic director, because then we turn around and go to UCF the next week. Hopefully, they're going to be trash, though. I mean, I without Dylan they, Gabriel, I mean. But you also have to think like they've got athletes. Like out of all group of five schools, I mean, they've recruited pretty damn well. And, and got some transfers and stuff. So I don't think it's going to be a uh, – I think it's going to be a close one. <laughs> so, um, 
I mean, they with Dylan Gabriel, they pretty much torched us when they came to Tech. What was that last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago when they ran about 195 plays. Yeah, and threw the ball deep 35 times down the field. How do we feel about Ole Miss? It's like they're a tough team to judge right now. Because I, I mean, mean they, they have they, no idea what they're going to do at quarterback. Well, they got Jet. Did I thought the other kid got the job? Maybe not. Who's the other kid? Um, not Dart. Yeah, not Dart. Hold on. Well, see, that spells trouble too. If if the kid's better than Jackson Dart. But is Jackson Dart even that good, or is it just because he was a five-star recruit that people think that? I mean, that's also he's, true. He's from Utah, so I'm assuming he's kind of soft. Sorry, uh, Luke Luke Alt Altmeyer. Okay, okay. Oh, oh, that kid? Yeah. He was there last year, obviously. Yeah, his his high school film is actually kind of raw. Hmm. Well, that'd be interesting. Pretty sure he's, like, from, like, right outside of Oxford, too, so. I mean, I think it, we called him at the right time. If we'd have played him last year, I think they would have beat us a lot to nothing. Like zero. Yeah, Matt Corral was really about that life last year. Yeah, he was. Off topic, but did y'all see he got Liz Frank injury? Yeah. Dude, what's with that? I feel like I never heard about that in the last two years. Everybody's had it. We've had had a couple guys have it. But, um, yeah, I don't really know what to think about Ole Miss. I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be fun just having Lane Kiffin. Yeah. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm (laughs) I'm looking at their depth chart right now. Um, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to having like nine thousand guys that all look the same in some light washed jeans and some New Balance and the same <laughs> baby, baby blue striped Ole Miss shirt with some old raggedy fraternity hat. But I mean, other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the depth chart. I don't really recognize many names out wide. They got the they got trans- Zach Evans, right? Yeah, they have Zach Evans at running back. Um, Michael Trigg looked pretty good in the spring game. Yeah, he just hasn't – I mean, he was like a big transfer, but he hasn't really done that. He had like 100 yards last year receiving at USC, at Southern Cal, I mean. Yeah, which I don't understand why he was such a big deal. Yeah. Um, Dart either. Because he, like, he had yeah, a pretty cool – he had a pretty cool video. Yeah, and then Jackson Dart is not even going to be the starter. So, it's just a hard team to read. I don't know. I mean, Zach Evans could well could could very well run for two hundred and twenty yards and. Score. Well, I mean, you got to think though they they lost they lost a lot. Matt Carell, Snoop Connor was their starting running back. He's gone. They got the uh, they got the running back from SMU who will probably be their starter. Um, his name uh, is Zach escaping. Evans will be the starter, right? You li- you um, Bentley. He'll probably be kicked off the team up? by then. So you got to remember, there's still some time here. Um, yeah, I mean that's true. That's just 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 a hard team to judge, and their de- I mean, Ole Miss defense is always is always ass. So, yeah, they had a defensive end last year that went crazy, and he got drafted pretty high, so he's gone. So that's probably all they had. Yeah, we talked about UCF a little bit. I don't know. So I'm just curious as to where you think you guys will end up in the coastal. That's really what I think is kind of the benchmark here. So I. I think that's a 
kind of a tough one to look at because or predict because like I mean you look at teams like Miami they'll obviously be ranked in the top 25 to start and And probably lose six games (laughs) so I mean if you look at it we start out in the coastal with Pitt right like I mean what does Pitt really have they have I feel like that's Pinacanda another at running back, and that's really all that's they're a, bringing yeah, back. That's another they also team have, that's kind uh, of difficult to judge. They have yeah, they've got uh, what's his name, Sarasier Dennis at linebacker, who's an absolute tank. But that's th- those are the only two guys I can think of that are like difference makers. Yeah, um, I mean, at least they don't have Kenny Pickett. Yeah, or uh, uh, so I think. I mean, I. I think that's a winnable game. I think that's like a 50 50. I think you have to beat Duke. Um, who did uh, Virginia will have Brennan Armstrong again, won't they? Yeah, and their best receiver is Dontavian Wicks. He's back. Um, yeah, I so can't a- I can't think of a whole lot that's going on with their roster. They have that, uh, I can't remember his last name, Tony something or other. Tony Kemp, maybe. He played like running back and receiver. I think he might be back. Um, they've got, I mean, they got some athletes again, but it's just going to be like last year. They probably can't stop anybody. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope. Um, and then Florida State, I think, I think that's very winnable, to be honest. Um, Is that a home? No, that's at Florida State. But, um, I mean, and then you got a Virginia Tech back-to-back Florida State and Virginia Tech. I I really don't know what to think about Virginia Tech either, but I think they should not be that great. Um, And then Miami, it's like, what do you – Miami's, what, ranked 16th, right, in preseason, but, like, by the end of the year, they could be terrible, which is very likely knowing Miami. But Yeah, the uh, track record shows that they probably won't have the ranking at the end of the season. What's the kid's name? Tyler Van – Van Dyke. Van Dyke, yeah, I mean, he was a gunslinger last year, but we'll see about that. I mean, I don't know. They got Jalen mean... Knight back at running back, so that's yeah. helped. They've got what the great value T Higgins, D Wiggins out there, he's back. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Campbell on defense, they've got a few guys on defense, but again, I see, I see Miami going six and six. Yeah, I'll put, I... I'll put a dollar on that. So. I think that's a safe bet, and I really think UNC won't be good at all. They so, shouldn't. And we beat the shit out of them last year. Um, Y'all should just play them in the bins from Every now. year, yeah. So, I think we can – I think there's – Duke, Florida State. I think there's four, maybe five ACC games that we win, which would definitely put us, you know – That would be massive. Upper half. That would be a big season. What do you you think? You think Jeff's cutoff is six and six? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how safe he'd be with five wins. I mean, the schedule's tough, don't get me wrong, but at a certain point, like you just can't let this keep going down this road. So I think six is definitely the cutoff, especially when the two biggest boosters in school history come out and say, like, if we're not above five hundred or above, like we can't we can't support anymore. It's kind of like, well. That, that's after stands very broad and back, they literally got in the AJC and were like, yeah, we don't agree. <laughs> yeah. 
But I, I mean, I think also our athletic director is gone if Jeff is gone. So um, we'll see. Yeah, I, I think I think six wins has to at least be the mark. At this point, do you think y'all hit six wins? No. I, I mean, well, I guess we we've, we've done this for all the other teams. So I'm just, I'm just curious as to what you see the the floor and the ceiling be. So I think the floor is four wins. Um, I think you can get Western Carolina. I think you can probably get Duke. UC, UCF, Duke. Yeah, Duke. Florida State and UNC. So I think out of those games, maybe what you lose one you shouldn't. And um, that's four wins. And then I think – You didn't field, name Georgia, though. Or beyond yeah. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to – don't want to say anything. But, you know, with the Vinny not being here, not everything. Yeah, but then defend himself. I think you look at – I mean, definite losses, so two off the bat uh, with Clemson and Georgia, and then you mix in – I don't know, say you lose to Miami and Pittsburgh. That's four losses. So, what, you're eight and four? I think that's probably the ceiling. That will be a huge season. That would be sick, though. Oh, oh that would be, be so sick. I would be so ecstatic with eight wins. You have no idea. Which is sad that I'm at that point, but that would be a lot of progress to make in a off season. So I guess I mean, what laws would you break if y'all went eight and four? <laughs> like what felony uh, would you commit? I I'm would, trying to I'm trying to figure that out myself for for South Carolina. There would definitely be one, for sure. I'd do something. But um, yeah, I think that's I'm here for. It. I think I think there's a. So four and eight to eight and four is the span. Yeah, I mean, I it sounds crazy. I know I'm probably. But what is, what is your actual prediction, though? You said you don't think y'all get the six. So. So my actual prediction is five and seven. I think I think we beat UNC. I think we beat Florida State. I think we beat Duke, and then I. I think we squeak out a loss to UCF and beat Western Carolina. I think we'll probably go on the road and look like shit against Pittsburgh. We'll give up a million points to Virginia while scoring three quarters of a million points. <laughs> and, and then Virginia. Is there a repeat of last year for Virginia game? Yeah. Honestly, the past two years. But yeah. And then Virginia Tech is kind of a toss up. I mean, I could see five and seven, six and six. I think that's yeah. my prediction. Yeah. I think, I'd have, I think there's yeah, I think there's a path to that. I think there's an easy path to five and seven. I think there's a like a little bit harder path to six and six. Anything above that is gonna be punching above our weight. But I guess we'll see. <laughs> Not the most optimistic outlook, but yeah, I mean well, that's fair. I think I think I think we're for sure above three wins. Now that probably sounds really stupid to sit here and say right now because Jeff hasn't done that since he got there, which is crazy to think. But you just have to be better than that at this point. Yeah. All right. Since uh, since it's week zero, I know that we're missing one. We're missing Divinity today. But I think we should just go through and um, pick some of the games that we have on our pick them spreadsheet, you know, just for just for a little warm-up for the season. I mean, they're all doo-doo games in week zero anyways. Yeah, I mean, all of but, this sucks, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I guess we'll start with the uh, with the 12-30 game in Ireland, the only game worth watching all day, maybe. 
Probably not still, though. Uh, we got Nebraska minus 13 against Northwestern. Um, I mean, I'll go first with this one. I feel like I feel like Casey Thompson at quarterback is an upgrade, but, I mean, that's Nebraska minus 13 because for obvious reasons. So, they, I feel like they have to win. They need to win. They have to win. We'll go. We'll go Cornhuskers. Yeah, I I I agree with you on that. Um, new quarterback, and I mean Nebraska was bad last year, though. <laughs> I don't know. There's some. Hype. So is Northwestern. That's I, I mean that's that's very true. Northwestern was worse. Um, Northwestern was not good. Northwestern did recently name Ryan Holinsky, former Gamecock, as a starting QB, which I don't know if that puts more confidence in them or puts more confidence in me for them or less. I feel like um, you got to ride with your boy though. I mean, I'm going with Nebraska. Nebraska's going to win the game, so I got to go with Nebraska. Sorry, Ryan. Okay, well, when Helensky throws for about 380, we're going to come back to this. I'll regret day. it. Yeah, I'll regret it. But at this point, you know. I'm, 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 sweep? Yeah, it's a clean sweep. I, I, I think Nebraska is just the worst of the better or the better of the worst. Same. Honestly, same. same yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next one we got is um, we got Wyoming going to Illinois. Uh, Illinois, a 10-point favorite at home. You know, I don't I don't think Illinois is very good, so I'm going to go with Wyoming. They had a uh, – their quarterback went crazy in the bowl game. I don't know if he transferred. Probably did. That's kind of how <laughs> – have a good game, go somewhere bigger. But I'm going Wyoming because why not? Oh, Davini isn't here, by the way. So we have a clean sweep for Nebraska. Davini has the Cornhuskers. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Illinois here. They're at home. They're favored. I don't really know much about either of these teams. Um, so just going with my gut, going Illinois. Perfect. Davini also has Illinois. So instead, we're gonna roll the dice on them. Um, the next game I put in here because the line is literally even. We have North Texas on the road at Utah. Um, if there's not a cartel shooting on the other side of the stadium, I expect this to be an absolutely abysmal game. Um, but with that said, I'm going to go North Texas here. Don't ask me why. Um, I'm just going to do it. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go UTEP here. Ride with my okay. dogs over at UTEP. They lost to North Texas by three last year. They're coming on the revenge tour. Okay, I like it. I like it. I'm uh I'm gonna go with North Texas just because um back when we used to play NCAA, I can't remember if it was Jacob or somebody used to beat the show out of me with UTEP at it. It was me. It was me. It was Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> UTEP was my squad for a long time. Yeah, so um, I'm rolling with the whatever the North Texas uh, green something. Yeah. Yeah, the mean me, green. Mean green, give me those guys. Nice. So Davini also has UTEP. Um, so a little split here in the last two games. Uh, and, and the only one we've got left is, <laughs> is Vandy and Hawaii. Um, Hawaii, they're a six and a half point favorite. It might be the only time that happens all year. Um, but I'm going, I'm going yeah, with, the fighting with the Rainbow Warriors. I think, I think Vandy's going to have a little jet lag. They're probably going to get off the bus, realize this isn't baseball and, <laughs> Realize, holy shit, we have to play football here. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's pitching when, today? When have they always been the Rainbow Warriors? I mean, they're they're the Rainbow Warriors for a long time, and then they were just the Warriors, and now they're back. Yeah, I just pulled the game up on ESPN and the, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. I I didn't know that. Kind of hard though. Um. Yeah, Vandy is favored spread wise, but the matchup predictor on ESPN is giving it seventy two percent to Hawaii. Probably the whole wow. going to Hawaii factor. But you know what? I'm gonna go with Vanderbilt here. Okay. Um, yes, problem. Not. They're not good. I like. I I do sort of like their quarterback. Um. Uh. I forget what his name is. He kind of shredded us last year because he's a little dual threat kid. Um, yeah, he was a freshman but, from Atlanta yeah. somewhere. Yeah, that's that's a tough thing to say. A Vandy quarterback kind of shredded us. Hey, you know, <laughs> we 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 ended up with a win last year's. Yeah, practice. Mike Wright. Yes. Oh yeah, from uh, Woodward. That's him. Yeah, he was kind of nice with it, so I think he won the starting job this year. Um, so I'm wrong with him. So I'm I th- I think this is uh, history for me. It's the first time I've picked Vandy on the podcast. Oh um, wow! Ever, but I'm going with Vandy. I just I don't I don't I don't know if Hawaii even plays football anymore since they uh, lost that one dude that used to play a long time ago at quarterback. That was kind of Cole Brennan. That long hair dude. <laughs> no, Cole Brennan, bro. Cole Cole Brennan. R.I.P. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the only game Hawaii even has a chance of. Well, they play Elon the next week. Elon? Bro, yeah. what are these East Coast schools doing? Well, looks like looks like Davini also has Rainbow Warriors. So, me and Davini will be pulling against Vandy. Um, ought to be a really interesting game. Um, should we go to the game of the week, or are we just going to cut this one out? Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do the game of the week here. Perfect. I love it. So the game of the week, Davini is not here because uh, the young man is studying for the MCAT. Uh, so Davini going on the road to play MCAT. Um, the standardized test is favored by 45 here. Um, <laughs> he put he put the I'm line go in. Davini to cover this. I'm going to go be with fair, Davini we're to not cover. Being <laughs> he put the spread in. You're going to go with Davini to cover. Um, you know what? Let's 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 ride with the young man. Why not? I'm taking I'm taking Davini in a close one. I like the confidence. I've uh, I've played MCAT twice. Um, Jacobs had his his matchups with him. They're just it's a it's a tough opponent. They just wear you out mentally. Um, so long day on the field, but I, I wish the best for Davini. I just got. You think he covers it. at minus forty five? Um, that's a good question. I think he'll cover. I think he'll definitely cover. I hope so. Jacob? I, I'm i going to take my boy Davini in this one. Um, okay. He's, okay. You know, he's taking Does he the win test. in regulation? He's taking the test. No, it's an overtime. It's a triple OT type <laughs> game. Um, it's going to be it's going to be an absolute slugfest on Saturday. That's for sure. Um, but he's been there before. He's played this opponent before. Um. And you know, with 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 um, experience comes better play. So I'm taking Davini in the big upset here um, for the game of the week. Massive upset. I, I feel like this is kind of one of the you know the the LSU Alabama matchup you know from a couple of years ago where it just back and it's it is back and forth. 
And right. It's just, it's just a first team to a hundred wins. Yeah. And it's just a day where they're just out there beating the dog shit out of each other. And then you get done. And you're like, yeah, that was a hell of a game. I feel like this is what this is. Um, Vinny, I'm, I'm, Vinny does not have the same confidence after setting the spread. And he is taking MCAT. Yeah. Vinny took the MCAT in this one. Um, oh, I love it. But yeah. Hey, it feels nice to be back picking, huh? It's like football. Back. Here, here's a question before we end. Here's a question. When does the football season officially start for y'all? Is it week zero? Is it week one? Or is it when your team plays or sometime else? Fall it's camp. Saturday morning. No. Saturday yeah, it's morning. Saturday morning of week one, dude. Week zero doesn't count. Okay. It don't count. I'm not going to watch any of this. I'm going to play golf. If that's yeah, it's, it's stupid. Why not have this game? be week one for Nebraska and Northwestern. Because then Nebraska go turns around and plays next Thursday. They're gonna be they're gonna be 0 2 before anybody else has a chance to play. <laughs> Selfish. Do they really but, play on Thursday? Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. And they're about that they, action. And they're playing out of the country, aren't they? Yeah. They're playing in Dublin. Dude, it's gonna take them a day and a half to get home. Yeah, wh- who are they playing? Yeah, but you gotta week? think they're gaining what, like eight hours on that flight back. But still, the jet lag and shit—they're gonna be. It's gonna take a day and a half for them to get back. Oh, practice. next Thursday, it's gonna be on the pick list, and they're getting throttled. You heard it here first. <laughs> I don't know who they play. Do North, they play North Dakota. <laughs> North Dakota State. No, North Dakota Fighting Hawks. I've never oh, seen yeah, this. I've never seen this logo in my entire life. Fighting Hawks by a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Fighting Hawks. Go ahead and put me down for them because coming home from Dublin on Saturday, they'll get home Sunday, and then they'll be jet lagged till Monday, and then they have Tuesday, and Wednesday to practice. <laughs> Especially <laughs> after Helensky lights their ass up for 400 yards. <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday they're going to be doing a fucking walkthrough. Tuesday they'll be doing recovery. They'll still have guys with bruises. Yeah, that's a tough look for the boys. Um, but yeah, week zero, it's it's kind of it's almost like a it's like a tease, like a not fun tease. It's like, like it's like having blue balls. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's it's exactly like, what it is. It's like you know there's football this weekend, but it's not good football. So you're like, well, this is. It's cool, but also at the same time, it's not cool at all. It's actually kind of annoying. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like getting blue balls. Yeah, it's not cool at all. And at I all. mean, and the probably one of the best matchups is Divinity versus MCAT isn't even on TV. So we can't even get a televised game for my boy. <laughs> I think it, I think it's gonna be on ESPN Plus. Battle. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. I predict it's gonna be about a seven and a half hour game with all the overtimes. So. Yeah, but uh, I guess I guess that's it. This is this was a bit longer, I guess, because we did the picks too. But um, there's everything you need to know about Georgia Tech coming up. Says predicting a five and seven season, which means Jeff Collins might be gone after this year. Um, But we'll see. So we'll be back next week with actual week one. Enjoy the Waffle House while you're here. We'll be back next week with actual week one, more game picks. It'll it'll really get rocking and rolling then. So, um, thanks for listening.
Peace.